Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Scullard. I am your host and uh, we have our weekly waiver wire madness episode tonight. Uh, we will be going over the players that uh, I believe are the best suited for you to pick up that are owned in 50% or less of leagues at each position. Um, I have one exception um, because he's owned in 52% of leagues, as far as Yahoo goes. Uh, we got some headlines to go over, uh, dealing with some injuries and uh, signings and re-signings. So, uh, got a few of those to go over real quick. Um, real quick, before we get started, I did want to to bring this up. Um, for those of you who think you've you know maybe had a bad week uh, in terms of fantasy, I play I play in a couple of of free Yahoo leagues just for the fun of it. The ones that you can just sign up for free on. And in one of those leagues, um, I, in a half point PPR league, I managed to score less than 50 points. Part of that was because I didn't, I didn't institute a kicker. Um, and what I've done with these leagues is I've kind of waited because not a whole lot of people actually pay attention is I don't grab a kicker until I absolutely have to. So I'll pick up upside guys and play through that, um, you know, and just, you know, and as long as I know that no, there, there are kickers available for me to the Sunday night or Monday night football game, if I'm up by enough, I won't, I just won't pick up a kicker that week. Well, this week, um, I didn't even bother to pick up a kicker because I was getting my butt handed to me so bad. Um, I don't even know if this guy has paid attention to his roster uh, in the last few weeks. Yes, he has. This guy actually had changed his, ro- changed his lineup a little bit. Um, I was projected for 111 points in half-point PPR. Um, and I had Jared Goff, who scored me 1.1 points I uh, on a 19-point projection. Keenan Allen scored me 4.3 on a 15-point projection. Tyler Lockett wasn't terrible. Um, you know, based off of 12.5 points, he got uh, almost 10.5. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 17-point projection, down to 10 points. Uh, Eckler was a full 10 points below his projection at 4.3 points. Uh, Mark Andrews was the only guy that I had anywhere close to his projection who beat his by a point and a half. Cooper Cup um, missed his projection by uh, 13 points uh, with only 3.7 points. And then my defense, Tennessee basically decided to give up the ghosts and decided not to play defense for the first time this year and only scored four points against the Denver offense. So 48.72 points in half-point PPR with guys that are, you know, top 15 in a lot of, you know, uh, you know, I had a, a top uh, five a top five tight end who performed well, uh, two top 15 running backs, and three top 15 wide receivers. I think they might actually have been top 10. Yeah, and that's just how it goes. So I'm hoping for a better week next week. So um, with that being said, why don't we go ahead and get into, well, let me get back to the headlines. Make sure I've got that page up. Let's go ahead and get right into the headlines. Actually, quick announcement. Make sure to like, share, 
subscribe hit that subscribe button um we really appreciate uh, anyone who um who leaves us ratings and reviews as well helps us to know uh better what to do and what not to do for the website so and for the podcast all right now with that let's get into the headlines today's headlines all right with the headlines we are starting off with amari cooper has a thigh contusion they don't it's doesn't seem too serious however he is in a lot of pain um they'd hoped he'd play through it yesterday but felt that he couldn't the team will evaluate him um as being day to day uh chris herndon has officially been activated uh for the Jets after his suspension. So he is officially now good to go. Uh, we will see how he gets acclimated into the offense with Adam Gase. Uh, will Disley, I, we mentioned this yesterday, there was a news report, I don't think it was on, I don't think it was on, uh, um, on Sleeper or anything, which is where we get a lot of our news and headlines, but uh, a news story that I saw following the Seahawks, uh, that Will Disley, uh, it would take a, barring a miracle, is going to miss the rest of the season. So that's where he is at with his Achilles injury. So at this point, uh, drop Will Disley and see see what else you can find on the waiver wire um, or, you know, make a trade for in terms of the tight ends, which really sucks because Will Disley was, had been one of the most consistent so far of the top end uh, tight ends uh, up to this point. Um, ben Watson has been re-signed by New England. Um, I think that partially has to do with the fact that um, uh, Matt Lacoste has continually been injured and hasn't really been able to do much, so they have re-signed Ben Watson. Sammy Watkins, um, the Chiefs are optimistic that he plays Thursday. Um, real quick, let me bring up that game. Let's see. Yeah, if so it's, uh, it's going to be at Denver, um, which with how Denver's defense played this last week, Again, it was against a very inconsistent Tennessee offense that really has struggled all year and got so bad that uh, they had to bench Marcus Mariota and bring in Ryan Tannehill. So um, they are hoping that Sammy Watkins will be healthy. Um, they're optimistic that he will play, which, to be completely honest, I think that the Chiefs need Sammy Watkins in this game. Um, they have Tyreek Hill back. They need Sammy Watkins as a solid number two and then going back and forth between Hardman, Pringle, and Demarcus Robinson as their number three, um, I think will really help out the offense. So, uh, uh, Another thing for the Patriots, Nikhil Harry has officially started practicing again. Um, they have a couple weeks to kind of evaluate how he is going to do. He is set to come off of IR after week eight, um, can come in week nine. Uh, I believe that they the Patriots then have a bye week in week 10 so he can come back week nine we will uh he is definitely a guy that you want to kind of keep an eye on especially with how many injuries that they have had at the wide receiver position um you know losing Antonio Brown who keeps begging to be re-signed by the Patriots um you know Josh Gordon has been has been off and on questionable uh, Julian Edelman obviously is the only steady thing uh in terms of wide receivers in that offense and Philip Dorsett's been dealing with injury so but Phil Dorsett has been struggling with injury a lot of his career. All right. Um, Geronimo Allison um, actually went out uh, in the, the game, the Monday Night Football game tonight with a concussion. 
So that's something we're going to have to watch on how he can come back uh, to be ready for next week uh, going up against Oakland at home. Um, I mean, I like Allison. It, I think that Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantling will be a lot more effective um, if Devontae Adams is there, someone to take a lot of the pressure off um, and to be that number one wide receiver. So we'll see how Adams does with the turf toe injury and, and what he can do to come back. So um, last thing um, in terms of the... Uh, off or the um, the news and headlines. Sterling Shepard. Um, it looks like he is likely going to be out for a little while. Um, because of that, the Giants have re-signed Benny Fowler to add some depth to the wide receiver core. So at this point, it's you're looking at Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. They are hoping, I believe, everyone's believing um, that he is going to be back this week um, to be able to. Um, uh, to be able to uh, get back in the lineup and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully for those, again, for people like me that drafted him, um, that he is going to be able to uh, to provide a good spark to that offense and hopefully take a little bit of pressure off of off of uh, Daniel Jones um, for the rest of the season. So um, so like I said, Sterling Shepard is likely to be out. So in terms of uh, uh, wide, you know, receivers, it's uh, going to be still Golden Tate's probably going to lead the lead there. Um, if not, Evan Ingram are going to be the two lead guys in terms of receiving there, and uh, and along with Saquon Barkley, who I know is going to get a lot of dump off. So, all right, so that is it for the headlines. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we will hop right into uh, waiver wire madness. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year, or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Waiver Wire Madness. All right. Our Waiver Wire Madness tonight is brought to you by Prolytics.com. If you are looking to go to the next level with your DFS lineups, you need to go to Prolytics.com. Their AI learning machine provides predictive analytics, DFS roster construction, decision optimization, and more. Our staff has already been uh, as has already been very happy with the success that we have had using Prolytics for our own DFS lineups. We love their projections and recommend their services to anyone wanting to take that next step with their DFS lineups. Make sure to go to Prolytics.com. That's P-R-O dash l-y-t-i-c-s pro dash lytics.com and use the coupon code skullkingff all lowercase skullkingff for 40 percent off your first month at prolytics.com that's prolytics.com all right let's go ahead and move into our waiver wire um section of this episode we are going to start off with the quarterbacks and like I said I told you there was going to be one guy 
that is owned and actually in 52% of leagues. Um, and so that is actually the one we are going to start off with first, and that is Mr. Josh Allen. He is owned in 52% of the leagues, but he's coming off of a bye week. So I mean, f- because of that, I'm willing to, to make a little bit of an exception for him. Uh, coming off of bye, he is going up against the Miami Dolphins at home. Uh, the Dolphins have given up the most points to uh, quarterbacks so far this year. And so I am I'm I'm on the Josh Allen train. I have him in one league. I actually picked him up and and uh, and and held on to him because uh, of my situation at quarterback was so horrible. So um I, I am a big fan of Josh Allen, especially this week, and think that he could be a solid uh, guy, as long as he stays healthy, a solid guy the rest of the season. So uh, moving on, the second guy that we are looking at in terms of the quarterbacks is Mr. Kirk Cousins going up against Detroit uh, at Detroit this next week. 47% owned on Yahoo Leagues. Uh, Detroit is giving up the 13th most points to quarterbacks as of right now. I don't know if that's been updated from tonight. Uh, from tonight's game, uh, but uh, the Detroit defense has been given up a little bit through the air, and what we saw last week um, with Kirk Cousins, you know, finally airing it out a little bit with the the uh, run game struggling uh, to really get a whole lot going. Um, you know, Diggs has <laughs> finally made an impact. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen has been pretty solid this year, so. Um, if they start to actually work on airing out the ball a little bit, I think that Kirk Cousins could be a solid uh, streaming pick for this next week. Uh, next guy, Jacoby Brissett, owning 42% of leagues, going up against Houston at home. Uh, Houston uh, has given up the eighth most points to the quarterback position so far. Uh, Houston's uh, defense, um, their defensive backfield has struggled a little bit. You know, they've had some tough matchups like Tyreek Hill last week. Um, but I still think that... Uh, that Brissett can put up some solid numbers again. He has a decent arm. He's got some good receivers that he's working with, and uh, he also has you know multiple tight ends to be able to throw to as well. And he can run a little bit. So adding that into the mix, I I've pretty much all season so far have liked Brissett as a streamable option, uh, depending on how much he's owned. So I think that this is again another solid week that he could be used. And the last guy. Um, is Mr. Daniel Jones, especially if Saquon Barkley is back, going up against Arizona, 29% owned. Uh, Arizona gives up the fourth most points to the quarterback position in terms of fantasy. Uh, and so this is a this is a, a really good uh, position for Jones, especially if Evan Ingram is healthy and playing. Evan Ingram, uh, Arizona gives up the, the most point, most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, and so this is this would just be a huge game for him, a good game for Daniel Jones to kind of get back after having a crappy game against, let's face it, the number one defense in the league. Um, for those, I think going after the Thursday night football game, uh, based on average points per game, the uh, the New England defense is number nine in standard leagues. So just put that in perspective with what that defense is doing so far this year. All right, moving on to the running backs. Only have a few of them that I really like this week. Uh, number one is Jamal Williams going up against Oakland this next week um, at home. Sixteen percent owned. Uh, a little bit of a tough matchup. The the Oakland Raiders give up the tenth fewest point fantasy points to the running back. And part of the reason why I like Daniel Jones is because, or sorry, uh, Jamal Williams is because of the fact that they are still splitting carries in 
uh, Green Bay. This is the same issue that we dealt with last year with Matt LaFleur when he was the offensive coordinator with Tennessee. We've been saying this over and over and over again. When he was the offensive coordinator with Tennessee, we didn't know who was going to get the ball, whether it was going to be Deion Lewis or it was going to be um, whether it was going to be uh, Derrick Henry. Usually, it was a pretty even split between the two of them, and so everyone was hosed in terms of who they were going to use until we got to like the last four games of the season, and they finally really started just giving the ball to Derrick Henry. This is going to continue to be the same issue here. The thing about Williams is, pick him up at only 16%. You can use him as a flex if you really need to, um, and if Aaron Jones get hurt, gets hurt, he steps right into the main role. Um, so again, that's that's this is a guy that I like, especially you know he played really well. He completely outdid Aaron Jones ten, in tonight's game. So uh, the next one, uh, basically, my next two picks are a little bit more uh, owned a little bit more, but they are great handcuffs. Um, Alexander Madison going up against uh, at Detroit this next week. Detroit gives up the fourth most points to the running backs, which is why I was amazed that Aaron Jones didn't have a better night tonight. Again, all that production went to Jamal Williams. Um, Madison, again, if he if if something happens to Dalvin Cook, Madison is going to be the guy to own. He is going to be uh, he is going to be probably right now the number one handcuff, um, and is a, a he'll be a solid number uh, running back one if anything happens to Dalvin Cook. And again, he's been getting some okay numbers just in uh, just in getting the the few touches that he has. So. Uh, the last running back that I've got on here is Chase Edmonds going up against the New York Giants at the New York Giants. 34% owned. He's a little bit more owned than, than anyone else. Part of that is because of the fact that um, David Johnson had some health issues with his back coming out this last game. And so um, he is uh, he's, uh, going up against the Giants who have given up the 17th fewest uh, points to the running back so they're they're right in that middle ground um, but if again if Johnson's back starts season up and they need to give him a little break Chase Edmonds again could be flirting with running back one type numbers in this offense because of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield just like David Johnson um, his ability to run the ball he drops his shoulders very well and really gets low and, and can and can take on defenders so uh, I like Chase Edmonds as a, as a handcuff to own that it could be a desperation flex play, especially in deeper leagues, uh, could be a guy that, that could really work out for well for you. So, uh, Moving on to the wide receivers. Uh, Mr. McCole Hardman going up against Denver. Again, this is not a great matchup. Thursday night football, 48% owned, but if you've got injuries and you're not unsure, Hardman could be a guy that, that could be worth it for you. Uh, Denver gives up the fourth fewest amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. But Hardman, for the most part, has been he's been okay. He's kind of been back and forth. Had one kind of explosive game. I believe that was the Oakland game where he had a really good game. It kind of has been back and forth the last couple games. Um, he's been okay. I think that if with Tyreek Hill there pulling top defense or top defenders, um, and if Sammy Watkins can get healthy, I think that will help Hardman going up against slot corners. Um, you know, have better matchups, and I think he could produce a little bit more uh, in the offense. So again, he's more he's going to be more of that flex play. Uh, number two um, is uh, Auden Tate going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's twenty three percent on right now. Twelfth uh, 
uh, Jacksonville gives up the 12th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Auden Tate, I think, could be a really solid play. Again, getting a lot of dump-offs from Andy Dalton. If um, Jalen Ramsey plays and goes up against um, and goes up against Tyler Boyd. Now, t- I know that Tyler Boyd kind of, for the most part, sticks in the slot. Um, but I think that, again, with how their defense plays, I think Tate pulls secondary coverage. Uh, and so, therefore, he could be, you know, the better play and could get a little more work himself. Um, he's, I want to say in the last two games he's had, was it nine, thir- fifth, around four, 14 to 15 um, uh, targets in the last couple games. So, definitely a guy who's who's getting work with both John Ross and uh, A.J. Green out. Uh, next one uh, is Jamison Crowder, 42% owned. Um, he is going up against New England, who has given up the fewest um, fantasy points to wide receivers. The thing about Crowder is he has become the security blanket for Sam Darnold. And with Sam Darnold back this week, uh, I want to say, I want to say he had another nine targets, six catches uh, for around 100 or like 90, 90 to 100 yards. Um, and Jameson Crowder, if you remember, in the week one, 17 targets, 14 catches. So I think that he is he has really earned the trust of Sam Darnold, and if if he's really getting getting chased down by that uh, by that vicious New England defense, I think that Crowder could provide again that security blanket and little outlet for Darnold to be able to get the ball out. Crowder could get a you know another 10, 15 targets. Now he may only come up with five or six catches depending on how well New England is getting to him, but. Uh, Crowder is a guy that probably needs to be owned at this point. He's already, pa- especially since he's already passed his bye week. Um, next one is Cole Beasley. Um, again, not a great option, but he has been very solid in half point PPR. He already has three games uh, of ten points or more. Um, already, he's just finishing up his bye week. Again, fifteen uh, percent owned, and he's going up against Miami at home. Miami has given up the ninth most amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. This is a solid um, flex play in PPR and and half-point PPR uh, for you guys. To be able to use, whether you're dealing with injuries or bye weeks or whatever it is, uh, Cole Beasley is, is being used as a security blanket out of the slot for Josh Allen. Um, and being used pretty well. So I think that Beasley is a solid pickup, again, as a as a flex in PPR and half point PPR. If you have if you're playing standard, I don't like Cole Beasley for that because he's he's getting a lot of those kind of crossing patterns. He's it's due to the the scoring situation, he's not a guy that I would go for. Um finally, oh wait, and one more, Nikhil Harry, owning six percent again. He's on IR until week nine. If you have an IR spot, uh, maybe you have Saquon coming off of IR. And you can pick him up to throw him in there. Great, um, you know, maybe do that. So, because um, while it, it it's a little unknown on how he is going to be used in the New England offense, with the amount of injuries that they've been dealing with, he could come in and and possibly have a decent role uh, from the get go in Week Nine. They may again though wait until Week Twelve or wait until Week Eleven after their bye. All right, now moving on to the tight end waiver wires. Uh, number one is uh, probably Noah Fant uh, going up against KC. Again, this is a, a Thursday night game. It's never fun 
picking up, I mean, you've got all the X's here. Picking up a, a rookie tight end, playing on a Thursday night football game. Um, however, he is playing at home against a Kansas City team that gives up the ninth most amount of fantasy points to the tight end position. And so he is a he is a guy that, again, if you remember how Flacco is always, for the most part, when he was in Baltimore, used the, the tight end as a security blanket and really, you know, gotten the ball to tight ends well um you know that could be the case here in this game um the the Kansas City Chiefs have not been able to apply a whole lot of pressure to quarterbacks so Flacco may have the time again to work a lot more to Cortland Sutton that could very well be the case uh number two is Dawson Knox again going up against Miami um he's kind of been he's been vultured and kind of had a couple of down weeks uh the last couple weeks um uh for the Buffalo Bills. However, again, going up against Miami, 8% owned, very widely owned, um, and Miami gives up the sixth most amount of fantasy points to tight ends. You're, you'll notice that a lot of these guys are very, very low, low owned. Um, the reason I'm having to do this is for the most part, we keep our waiver wire pickups to about 50% owned in leagues. Um, and so because of that, um, you you get to the tight end position, and because it's really top heavy, you know you go through the tight end. You're looking at you know ownership percentages, and it gets to the very bottom, and it shows, um, or you get to you get to about fifty percent. Next thing you know, it's like fifty two percent, and then twenty four percent. So no offense, like the next guy under fifty percent at twenty four percent owned, and so really that's why we're having to deal with this. Um, Dawson Knox at eight percent, and the last one. Luke Wilson versus Baltimore. Again, this is at home uh, in Seattle on Sunday, going up against the Baltimore defense, who has given up the 14th fewest points in terms of fantasy to the tight end position. However, um, Luke Wilson is only owned in one percent of leagues. You're not going to have if you have a fab system, you're not going to have to bid much for him. Um, he is the basically the next best um, wider or next best tight end in. Um, Seattle he's not going to put up the numbers that Will Disley did they just don't use him that way he is a much better blocker and used in that blocking I for the blocking scheme but he will get some catches he may you know get a, a touchdown or two he it's possible he's more of a uh, of a DFS value play than he is a a plug and play in terms of um, in terms of redraft leagues but I think that he is a a, a possible usable player for this week all right moving on to the defense and special teams um really there's the only one really that i see right here that that really uh, is a big pickup at 50 percent owned is tennessee if you've got them going up against the la chargers um at home chargers have been horrible they have not played well the last few games um, and so this is a game that I think that the, the Tennessee defense could bounce back a little bit. Um, right now, uh, the L.A. Chargers, in terms of um, giving up point points to the defense position, are 14. Uh, they have given up the 14th most. And so they, you know, they've given up turnovers, not scoring points, and that sort of thing. So they are definitely a team to look at in terms of, in terms of. Uh, a possible start the other no there really isn't anyone else uh detroit against michigan detroit's been playing some pretty solid defense so they're they're a possibility um the only other the only other 
you know, quote unquote favorable matchups are the New York Giants and Arizona going up against each other. And, you know, I don't really like either one of those defenses. So really the only one I really like in terms of in terms of defense, if you need a streamer, is going to be um, maybe maybe Detroit. Otherwise, I'm looking at I'm looking at Tennessee. Um, Because none of these I mean, we're getting into bye weeks and a lot more teams are off. So you, you can't deal with that. Uh, Pittsburgh has been really, really solid this deep this year. However, um, they are on a bye week in week seven and come back. If you want to pick them up ahead of time, they play Miami in week eight. So that's maybe something to consider uh, for um, for this next or for this waiver wire period. So, all right, that is it for the waiver wire madness show for tonight. Um, looking forward to another great week. I hope you guys are ready um, for the next couple nights. We will be doing uh, game previews, going over more of the injury news and notes to kind of see where guys are at. Uh, again, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrud, and we will talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.